We had a car. car oh, ride. yes, you did. We went yeah, into the one at Houston Station. I've never been in there, apparently. Because the people didn't pop at the back. Yeah. Mm. Didn't even, it was, it was the cafe bit at the front, but I go in there, I was like, oh my God, it's a whole new world. Yeah. And it was pretty good. Okay. It was very good. Yeah. I'll listen to. Uh, yeah. And then we actually, we were sitting there for ages and we're like, there was a, the cabinet, dessert cabinet. We're like, we have vanilla slice. Yeah, we'll have vanilla oh, slice. Oh, yeah. And Ian Rad and Claire, we're like two six-year-old women. So <laughs> that's what the podcast is about. So we're, we're allowed to do it. You're embracing it. Yeah. Welcome to Pre-Drinks at Layla's, the podcast where I, Layla Beauty, sit down with the guest and talk about the topic du jour. My guest this week is Esther Amor Donahue, writer podcaster. And I'm delighted to have you. Welcome, Esther. I'm delighted to be here. This is so cool. Thank you for asking me. Oh, no worries. Will we crack open our can? Yes. Our drink today is... Uh, oh, sorry. I'm jumping ahead. No, I'm you're like... fine. You, you take over. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, raspberry kombucha. Um, Gorge. Yeah. I'm... No, do you know what? Now, actually, I'm going to call you out. I think kombuchas are a bit wanky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, but you suggested in the email, so I went, I did, yeah, right. kombucha, why not? Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm w- willing to give it a go. Um, yeah, well, cheers. Mm. Cheers, sorry, do you want a glass or are you okay no. with the can? <laughs> okay, it's a bit late. I mean. It's okay. It's yum. Well, during the lockdown, the, my lo- local coffee shop or one of the local places where you get a hatch or whatever, it was like it was like everyone's church because we were all so bored out of our brain. We go for get our flat white every day. When you go back and get a, a coffee, it was like, oh my God, this is the most delicious coffee ever. But one of the picture, all the kid, local kids are doing pictures. And one of the, I live in Dublin 8 and it was very Dublin 8. One kid had, <laughs> had, had written, had drawn a picture and a sign. It was like, this has the best kombucha in Dublin 8. And I was like, okay, oh, all right. <laughs> Not a kind of Fanta, no kombucha. Kombucha. Okay, that child is living a different lifestyle, so yes. good, good for them. <laughs> but okay, this is nice, and it's yeah, okay, we celebrated. I like it. Yeah, you like it. I had um, I was sleeping with a guy one time, and I went over to his place, and he was like, "I'm brewing my own kombucha." It was the first I'd ever heard of it, and I was like, um, he was like, "Do you want to try some?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll try some," and I tried it, and I was like, "I don't like it, but like it's grand," and then. Anyway, I was like drinking it for ages and then I said to him, how much alcohol is in this? And he was like, there's no alcohol in it. And I was like, what? I was like, I thought he was offering me like a drink oh. drink. I was like, why am I drinking it then? It's rotten. I'd rather go. Well, thank God you didn't start pretending to be drunk. And you didn't really be like, oh no, there's no alcohol in it. And you're like, oh, oops. Oh, thankfully, I never have to pretend. No, that's good. <laughs> so the topic du jour, are you ready? Yeah. It's a bit of a random one, but uh, I think we'll have fun. Um... It is. Hit it, Nile. Conflict. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's talk about conflict. Okay. Um, are you good at conflict, Esther? Hmm. No, I'm probably a, a sitter on the feelings or probably you? a little bit. And I maybe, yeah, maybe sometimes if I'm, I mean, I don't get into that many conflicts with people. Okay. I don't feel mortally wounded. I'm, I mean, I don't have, in romantic relationships, I'm not like fighting and high, you know, passion and energy. <laughs> just a constant, I'm just, no, no. I'm kind of, I'm very happy, happy in my life, happy in myself. Okay. But but I would, yeah, I think I would probably go silent, which is which is worse, which is a bad thing as well. If you kind of just mm. kind of just withdraw and completely don't engage in things, just be like, 
that's that's not good. You're going to get anywhere. So yeah. I would hope to get better at conflict and just kind of, I think calling things out at the time instead of just sitting on them. Yeah. I think you think, oh, maybe the person knows how much they've hurt me or how, hurt, how that's upset me. But I mean, people can't read your mind. And you I hear know. that from when you're young. I can't read your mind, Esther. I can't read your mind. <laughs> so I think that, um, yeah, it's better to just call it in the moment and say, that's out of order. That doesn't sit well with me or I don't, pre- totally. you know, whatever. And as opposed to just going quiet because that's, yeah, do you know when you bring something up and then they're like, "Why didn't you tell me at the time?" That happens to me, and all you've the amplified time. it in your head. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm bad at sitting on things. I I can never say it in the moment. I think I've got better at like saying it a bit sooner. But, I think uh, that just neutralizes things because it doesn't make doesn't turn into such a big thing if you can. Yeah, catch it and just say it, and then uh, yeah, if it builds up because then it builds an energy behind it, and then the person can feel as a weird energy. But something's going on. You're not saying something. You're being a bit off, and then it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, I do hate <laughs> conflict though. Um, I'm not like I. No, I, I, mean, I, can I don't do think it. You, yeah, I don't. I mean, who loves conflict? There are people who enjoy conflict. I'm sure. Oh yeah, people it. love high drama, and they probably yeah. do a lot of reality TV. We see them. They're <laughs> yes. not afraid to just say it in the moment, and also tell you exactly how they felt and stuff but yeah it's not for me and I don't yeah, I don't seek it out I have, I have a nice life I'm good friends and you've got I've got good people and you know what I mean so, so we're not going to see you on the Real Housewives of Dublin 8 uh, <laughs> imagine <laughs> no you're not oh, you've yeah. disappointed me how what would the what would the lame conflicts be I'd be like you didn't park your beeper bike in the right location or something like that yeah <laughs> you tell me you weren't going out and I saw you at the barge <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um yeah um Tell me about a time when you stood up for yourself really well, if you can. Okay, I said, let it, let it. it was like, do you want to do this podcast? I was like, yeah. I was like, now don't do, give me anything like deep and like, don't do it too heavy. And I'm like, hmm, this is going in. <laughs> She's like, no, don't worry. I was like, we thought about talking about Bandicoot Rules. Sorry, I am pulling a dick move. I am. Yeah, um, so I don't know. So ask me the question again. You want me to know a time or so for myself? Hmm. I think I don't know if it's if I can, I'm kind of rec- I mean I can of course I can recall moments but I think I would be more I'm quite good at setting boundaries for myself so I don't okay. think people would in whatever push you to the point where yeah I don't yeah. I think I, I think I make it clear yeah so um, yeah I think setting boundaries is a, is a bigger part of is part of avoiding conflict or whatever. Yeah, totally. So I have very clear lines on my head that of things that are acceptable and not acceptable. And they can be big and small and they vary from person to person. But I think that um, I've learned that, you kind of learn that as you get older. You think that sometimes you can get into games with people and they're all, maybe they're all just operating in your head. Well, I see what they're doing and they're trying to, you know, if someone's, yeah. you feel like someone's trying to diminish you or yeah. minimize something that you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I see what you're doing. Well, I'm not going to give you a reaction. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, think about it nonstop for the next 96 days <laughs> and you haven't won, but it's occupying all my time and energy. But instead, so now I just like, I would have a firm boundary and I'd be like, no, yeah. you know, and that's not going to fly. And then off I go and live my life because you're just wasting energy and you know, life's too short to be. Yeah. I have an imaginary conversations with people that don't even, maybe oh. either they see it and they're just being a dick mm-hmm. or they don't see it and they're just thinking about what sandwich are they going to eat tomorrow honestly I'm a whore for the imaginary conversations oh listen exhausting. and there's soundtracks involved yeah. <laughs> and there's dry ice and I come out with the zingers and I am just <laughs> just not even walking I'm gliding <laughs> 
and people are cheering and clapping. Esther, you got, you showed them, da 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 da. And they are not thinking about you or whatever perceived slight that you have in your head. You know what I mean? You're so good. You're so much better at those things in your head than you are in real life. It's so disappointing. Listen, I have just, I've just been, I've been through one whole cycle, like this week, the last two weeks, and, and then I had an actual conversation with the person deflated the whole fantasy the whole <laughs> construction that I had and it's just you have to just just don't waste your energy it's good yeah. to have a little daydream it's good to have a little your Oscar moment your Lady Gaga kind of whatever moment but it's like stay try, try stay grounded in the day and say what's, what's actually happening here yeah yeah I've never been good at that whole reality thing because it be is a bit fun and we do like a bit of drama and we did do speech drama from a young age so we do yes. have that side that we like to <laughs> indulge but at the same time what are you actually doing? Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so set you. boundaries. And I think that's that's important. Mm. And you don't, I think when people say set, set boundaries, like they go, doesn't mean you have to tip over the table at Christmas. That's not acceptable. <laughs> they can just be silent little things. Like say, for example, I don't know, someone's talking about work, like say, this is like really dry kind of example. But like, you know, if you email me after half six, I'm not going to respond to you, say, for example. And you just people will learn. People pick up on whatever Definitely. that little thing, that pattern is. Or just because someone sends you a WhatsApp message at half nine at night, you know, don't just you see it. Don't feel the anxiety that you have to. And I think we always, there's yeah. so many notifications and things been seen and read. And why didn't they just, they're probably watching something or they don't. It's yeah. not, it's half nine and they don't want to talk to anybody. The day, they've spent all their energy for the day and they're kind of like Definitely. in sleepy mode. Yeah. A boundary I've like gotten really good at asserting recently is um, you know when somebody says something kind of dickish around you mm. and like your first instinct is to laugh along I feel like as Irish people we're so bad at that yeah and doing the whole like stone faced thing to them but then I, I don't know I, I, I think I've gotten really good at like finding can you, a, can a you give me medium. an example of that recently okay so mm, as I sit my kombucha say if somebody I don't know made a joke about like a like um, a homeless person that they saw on the street or something, uh-huh. something distasteful or whatever. I, yeah, okay. So actually that exact thing happened mm-hmm. recently and I just, everyone else kind of laughed and then, but I could see like people kind of looking around as if, and then mm-hmm. it was in a big group at a mm-hmm. bar and I just didn't just look at them. Yeah. Um, and... That is a real fart in a lift moment because everyone's like, just let's just keep laughing at exactly. this. Exactly. And then you're like, well, I'm actually going to have to say something now because that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, yeah, it's like constantly walking that balance between. So what like, did the, what did the person do? They react? Did they see? Did they know that it was? Yeah, yeah, no, because then he went on to say like, oh, like I'm only joking, like, yeah. seeing that I was unimpressed, and then I was like, okay, yeah, okay, like I was like, please just don't make a big deal. Yeah, of this, then you go, then okay, well, I've made my point, and you, yeah, and, maybe and I don't want to ruin other people's fucking nights either. And, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be the fart in the lift. <laughs> but at the same time, you have to call it out because I I think, you know, sometimes people are nervous. They'd say things they don't mean. But maybe you can tell, you know, maybe that. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just think. That's not nice to be yeah. making jokes about, you know. Vulnerable, vulnerable people. Or, people yeah. 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 Um, I hate those kind of easy jokes. Mm. Um, okay. This this is a bit lighter. Um, <laughs> who would win in a fight, you or Michael T. Higgins? Well, he is quite a wordsmith. Um, a physical fight I don't know <laughs> physical I reckon, or verbal I reckon he's scrappy um, in a physical fight like I reckon oh, yeah. he'd, he'd bite maybe he's got low centre of gravity I don't know he's like <laughs> he is shorter than me that is a fact um, 
I mean, I could never imagine a circumstance where you get into a fight. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to waste my energy by getting into a fight with Michael D. Higgins. I would try because he he seems he's he's so well read. Yeah, he seems so knowledgeable. I'd want to try and soak up some um, something positive from him. Yeah, I'd absolutely slay. (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd absolutely I'd kill him. I would. Yeah. Okay. I don't believe you, but okay. Can you imagine? (laughs) We'd be tussling down out of the Aorus into this Dublin Zoo just. (laughs) Like, please stop. <laughs> this dog is chasing me. Sabina be denied off with the dogs. Are both dogs dead now or not? Broad is dead. I think they're both dead, are they? Oh, no. Does he, did he ever replace one? I, I don't know. But he is, I yeah, him. I do like listening to Michael D. Higgins. He is so Oh, brilliant. I love him. Yeah. And the references, you're like, I don't know what you're saying. Who, what is that book? What is, and you're speaking in Irish. It's like, yeah. yeah. Have well, you ever you... seen that audio where he called someone a wanker? No. Oh, there's like a, th- a clip on YouTube was years ago now before he was president yeah. but whoever whatever debate they were having he got really yeah. pissed off and called the guy a wanker and he says it in the poshest voice ever um, yeah. I'm not even going to try and do an impression of it because it'll be so yeah. bad but anyway go look that up it's um, I will it's it's really nice to hear him call someone a wanker yeah would you would you to get into a tussle with Michael D. Higgins <laughs> I never would but I reckon I'd win yeah 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 okay cool I mean I'm probably twice the size of him god love <laughs> <laughs> Be like, okay, chalk that down. We would take out my Vegan. Yeah. Okay. okay. Next um, now, Sabina, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, she, she, she could be whitey. Who is who in the world would you love a chance to argue with? <laughs> oh my god! This could be like it doesn't have to be bloody political. It could be like a real housewives person or a reality yeah, star really, or. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, who would I would actually could speak me myself and um, Weez McShare? Well, I'm I'm I as I am actually into the Real Housewives universe. Well, mm-hmm. I got into the Vanderpump universe because um, I want to waste my time because of the scan. This is a scandal. Scan- one of the castmates slept with another castmate, and it's oh, a whole really? big thing. And I didn't know. I think it's like a, it's like say whatever show you like that you follow, and you know all the characters, and suddenly the two you know whatever people suddenly cheated on their partners with someone. That's basically the whole vibe. Amazing. Okay. So there's a character. The one the guy who did the cheating was his name is Tom Sandoval, and it's just you're just like you know you go oh, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. I might like to take yes yeah, see have a little chit chat with him and have a little argument. What's going through your brain? You've you've tipped over the table this friendship table now. Mm. Everyone is like running hither and thither, and I think um, yeah that would be interesting. Hello, sorry to interrupt this episode for thirty seconds, but I did just want to say if you are enjoying this podcast, you might consider donating to my Patreon. It's four euro a month or uh, some of your choice. And it just helps me to keep this podcast going with the expenses and to pay my contributors. I will never hide any content behind a paywall. However, in the future for live events, you'll get exclusive discounts and I will try to give as many benefits to my patrons as I can. If you don't have the money, please don't worry. And please enjoy the rest of this episode. Thank you. It's yeah. just funny when you see someone who is like, he's obviously very comfortable with himself and is, has, you, you want everyone to love themselves. He's got like, high self-regard and you think like, what? Um, just be fascinating to study someone like that who has just caused, wreaked chaos within a group. Most definitely. So I think, yeah, Tom Sandoval from Vanderbilt Rules. Yeah. And do you know what? I wouldn't fancy his chances. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but I, I'm making myself saying like, like I, I watch a lot of things. I read a lot of like great books, or whatever. Oh, I but know also, you do. Yeah. But what? What? Who? What? Um, what reality show star would you like to? Would you take on? Or what do you watch? What do you do to unwind? Um. Yeah, 
I haven't really been watching reality TV lately. Um, I go through phases of it. I'm trying to think of the last thing I watched. Well, the Kardashians, I've always watched them going through. Yeah, I love them. But I started watching this new series of, um, what's it called? Selling Sunset. And I just started to watch the other day and I was like, I think this is a pandemic thing. Some things I just can't. It's yeah. just so bananas. Mm-hmm. They're so, the costumes are so crazy. I don't know. Anyway, It's yes. pure escapism. Yeah. It, yeah, I think we needed it back then. I'm like, I have my levels. Yeah, and yeah, I definitely. I think the level, and I support them and I hope they're all making money and they seem to be doing well. But it's like, no. Do you know what one I love? It's too far. Um, Instant Hotel. Did you ever watch that? No. It's on Netflix. It's like um, Australian. It's like four in a bed. Uh-huh. But uh, they're like Airbnbs that people have and they take turns staying in them and like rating each other. But the host gets to rate them back. Anyway, it's a load of drama. Um, it's so funny. I've been, I've been to Australia a few times and well, more than, yeah, I've been to Australia a few times. <laughs> I've, I'm like, Australian TV, they're savage. They're, like, they're savage. Yeah. I haven't watched that because there was a, there's a couple of series of The Real Housewives of Melbourne and Sydney and I couldn't watch them. They were just so harsh to each other. It oh was God, like, okay. there's a lot of conflict in there and I was like, this is not, ent- like, like be be entertainingly funny, like be savage, but in a funny way. You know, yeah. these were like they were cold blooded. Yeah, and I just seemed so disproportionate. Like this is not real. Like <laughs> this is a you know, but so they're like that on that, are they? No, well they are. They're they're harsher than like English reality yeah. TV or whatever. But like it's pretty much on par with the Americans. But it, it is very funny. Yeah. Like it's it's funny drama. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like it is over kind of stupid stuff as well. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, and they're so particular. Like there's a there was a you know a tiny millimeter long hair and the da 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 and they yeah. just lines over. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what, like, yeah, cause and you're like, come on. <laughs> British reality TV, like I love Come Dive With Me and Four in a Bed. Mm. And like, you always feel like there's going to be a row there, but then they usually cool down and like ended up apologising to each other and stuff like that. And you never get to the point where they've actually had a row. Yeah, and until like, there's, me. But there's there's always those people on Come Dive With You, you know, it's classic episodes where people are just locked, locked they, in their head. They're like, I'm going to fucking win this. Yeah. And then they don't. And they're just like, oh. <laughs> and they, they yeah. lose their minds. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's funny. Um... What do you think you and I would fall out over if we ever did? <laughs> We're both tall women. And mm. I think we might. Maybe we would vie for <laughs> attention. Mm. I have no idea. Mm. Maybe. there's Maybe there's if there's two kind of gentle show offs, maybe there would be some sort of tussle. Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> we jazz hands each other to death in a sort of a... Mm. I could see that. But now you've entered the podcasting space, you're a rival and I have That's to somehow take you down. Tell me, yeah. <laughs> um, be savage. I'd be like, with the exception of the Esther and we're done who episode, that something's missing, something's not right. <laughs> um, but I, or like with your friends that you've had for, you know, since, or have you, what is your, what's your, like, do you, do you have arguments stuff with your, your close friends or what's your kind of, or have you have you have you shed older friends and then kind of have you got a new circle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like I mean, I kind of gave up on everything in my old life. Like I when I ran to Dublin, mm. um. So yeah, like there are a lot of people like that. I actually because like my parents still live down in Wexford, and mm-hmm. like I find it hard to go back there because mm. you often see people who I'm like, oh, I was kind of a dick to you, like yeah. um, the way I kind of ran away and never explained anything and stuff, um, which obviously like. I understand the reasons and they probably understand the reasons now, but I never like actually explained it. Do you think um, you would ever, because that sounds so kind of like um TV movie, but do you think you would ever <laughs> just arrange to meet them for coffee and talk about it? Do you think it would it make you feel lighter or do you think it's necessary? Do you think it's too far gone or? It probably would be good on all 
from mm. all yeah it's definitely something I should think about mm. um, let's get then. pull up your phone now <laughs> <laughs> let's do it now that's one of those things where I'll be like yeah that was that's such a good idea and I then I'll just never, push it away again I will never ever do that <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Um, God love them but yeah the, I mean my friends now mostly we just kind of have to follow about us being silly with each other do you know or uh-huh. like um I don't know, it's just, you know, with busy people and stuff, sometimes you can feel kind of abandoned by people, I think. And that comes both ways. Sometimes you have to say to someone like, okay, you need to make more of an effort with me. And that's I've a, had people say the same to me. So Yeah, actually, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, I think sometimes like, you know, say if you've got friends in, say, my situation, some friends have got kids and some friends don't. Sometimes you can kind of, you can you can be, feel kind of wounded sometimes, yeah. but you know on the other side of it, again the person's not thinking of it. they're just busy and whatever and, yeah. and you've done that that happens you know so I think it's it's yeah you just have to be honest about how you're feeling but I think like um, I think when you make friends when you're older that or like your friends you just make that are not in your secondary school circle or whatever I think sometimes it's easier to just kind of nip things in the bud or say things and be more honest because there's no kind of backstory because sometimes exactly. sometimes your secondary school friends or friends you've known since primary school or whatever there's like they're almost like your kind of sisters or they're so, they're it's a different level mm-hmm. but I think it's different when you make friends when you're older or yeah just you've you sort of have you kind of respect other people's boundaries and what's going on in their life more definitely in a way that's different from say your secondary school friends and your primary school friends because it's so they're almost too close I think you can kind of nip things in the bud I think you, people sort of have a more of a 360 view of the friends it just doesn't seem as messy when it comes to just kind of saying how I feel. Yeah. And that's the thing with kids and teenagers is that they actually just cannot say how they feel to mm-hmm. each other. Like it's very rare that they'll actually be able to turn around and actually communicate what's bothering them. Yeah. Um, which can cause just so much shit. Yeah. Um, I have a family member who'll mm-hmm. probably kill me for saying this, but uh, mm-hmm. who was trying to get involved in like what was going on with her teenage daughter in school. Mm-hmm. It's like the worst thing you can do is get involved and try and sort it out unless you feel that she's being treated unfairly or whatever. But um, I know that's like a really hard thing for a parent to probably do as well, though. Yeah, it must be so hard because you're being told to like, I I mean, I'm not a parent, so I don't know. But like you've got you're watching and constantly monitoring the whole time. And yeah, but if it's like the two kids are like, it's fire with fire, then it's like, yeah, Yeah. they'll learn the lesson. It is tricky. That's it. And conflict is a skill that like everyone needs to learn, really, um, I would think. Yeah. I wonder, like, I wonder, will it be, like, I know certainly, like, younger, like, and I mean children, people, kids that I know, they are kind of better now at saying, I don't feel safe or I don't do this. So yeah. maybe they will be more, maybe the younger generations, I think before Gen, Gen Z, it's like Gen Alpha. or Yeah, I think that's the, that's the one before, that's going to be the one coming up, coming up. But I wonder if, you know, obviously every generation learns something different. And I know, like, you know, my goddaughter and her sister whenever they're like really small but they're much better at like saying how they feel like identifying their feelings so will will we be ra- raising there's like going to be a generation where the conflict is maybe there'll be better conflict or yeah. or like better at saying what they need at least yeah I think a lot of us are so bad at just being like I need this right now um yeah so actually don't have to worry about it anymore <laughs> it's yeah, gonna be fine yeah, it's over it's all <laughs> we're destroyed but like they'll be great <laughs> But I wonder, like, will future generations, like, my goddaughter be, like, an expert conflict resolver? Mm. Because they're so good at going, I don't feel this and I feel this way now. And you're just like, oh, listen, I have the Play-Doh or whatever. But they're so astute. And, like, you know, maybe the future arguers will be just, like, so considerate. And yeah. Like, I hear what you're saying and I acknowledge it and blah, 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 blah. Whereas they're just slightly chaotic still. 
Yeah, I have a little cousin and he's um he does not communicate properly with me at all though. He's very violent. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Yeah, well. Maybe get into a fight with Michael D. Higgins. Yeah. The two of them. Oh, actually. They might be matched. If I could nominate someone, I'd nominate him. Yeah. <laughs> a little chaotic, chaotic toddler of destruction. Mm, what should we be fighting for more? What are we fighting for? Hmm. Mm. I wonder. What are we what should we be? I think maybe compassion. Yeah. And think I think we all get it like I mean even I think we go oh I I have the right opinions about this and I know you know I'm on the right side of that in, in terms of certain issues but then at the same time privately to ourselves we can all be like oh, get annoyed by people and yeah or I think sometimes if we if people you know bring something up on us we can again either they're not thinking about us or they're going through their own thing and I think you don't have to do it to the nth degree where you go you're being complete bollocks to me but I have compassion I understand that you had a difficult this yeah, and that yeah. but I, it kind of make, can kind of maybe diffuse totally. how you react or how you how someone's I'll say broadly energy is affecting you yeah. like some people you know, there's all sorts of people's brains are wired in all sorts of different <laughs> ways but if you can kind of go sometimes like yeah if you just kind of kind of work backwards and go okay, how you're treating me is not acceptable and it's whatever or it's yeah. does it, but I understand where you came from yeah. and whatever you're playing out. Now, you that's not normal. You can't go around like a little... No, like, no, no. With your little um, checklist and be like, okay, well, you know. Yeah. But, but in general terms, if you kind of, instead of like just... I mean, you know, I get what you mean. Like, I think, I think instead, like, if you even just try and understand, even if like you never have any intention of forgiving someone or or whatever, even if you just try and understand where they were coming from, yeah, yeah, I think it does rather than feeling like it was a random attack. Because some people, you can talk to them and you you can tell them I'm this and that or whatever, and and they just do not get it, and they never will. Exactly. And you can break your own heart sometimes. Somebody have to go. Okay, well, I go snip, snip. I'm gonna cut. You know. Yeah. I wish you well. Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow, I wish you well. <laughs> but I'm going over here now to drink a 750 kombucha, raspberry kombucha. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, just, you know, when you think, like seeing things that are happening in East Wall, it's hard to go into some groups and go, you just need to have more compassion. This could be you in this uh, horrible situation. It's yeah. heartbreaking. And it's like, but I mean, that's what we need. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's, what's going on? What are they, what propaganda are they being fed? And they're being that's manipulated it. by some, you know, yeah some, some group and I do understand disgusting. I do understand how like you know the current situations are being channeled into this fear mongering and mm. how people are giving into that I think it's really scary at the moment like it's, the, it's really all the crises the housing crisis the financial crisis all that kind of stuff like oh that's really scary and I understand how your fear could motivate you to kind of pick on yeah weak members of society or blame them because People like want the, someone to blame. And all, um, like, and all the transphobia. I mean, I suppose it's in, I I don't know. I, I, I think there's more good than bad in the world. I, I agree, don't think the, I agree. The, the, just the noisiest ones are the ones online, the ones you're sitting on and just putting these awful things up. And it's just like, and I can't imagine like how, you know, you feel to be disgust. Like, uh, you know, these are real people. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just, it's totally. awful. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, I'm not saying that in a hippy-dippy way, but like, I mean, ideally, in an ideal world, if you had compassion, then you'd be nice to your neighbour and then, yo, like, let them live their lives, let you Definitely. live yours, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the world would be a much better place if we all dyed our hair blonde. 
Um, and of course, we could all do better from some low lights and maybe just a bit of colour around the face, a bit of brightness around your face. It's just, it's very flattering on a lot of people. And thank you for saying that because not enough people are saying that. And yes, the upkeep is tricky, but like, if we could all just get highlights. Yes, thank you. Fuck compassion. No, who gives a shit? You're right. Blondes, yeah, blondes. When I start my calls... They have more fun? Yeah, when I start my calls on the Aran Islands, I'm um, going to make everyone bleach their hair. That's, <laughs> that's going to be the first thing I do to indoctrinate people. But um, how, do you, how do you stop your hair from falling out? Mine, um, coconut oil. Okay, yeah. so you don't need old plex or anything like that? No, I just cover it and drown it in coconut oil and then I put the bleach on over the coconut oil because um, mm. like it penetrates through and then it leaves the hair much softer and stuff. Mm. Now I still get a lot of breakages and stuff, but does I've been it, able to grow it to this length. Does the, does the bleach, does it burn your head? Yeah, but the coconut oil lessons that as well. But I have a really sensitive scalp, so. Okay. Mm. Burn your head and save a life. Yeah, <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> I think yours is much better. No faster <laughs> compassion. Who gives a shit? No. No, no, no. We need compassion. Yeah. Um, and highlights. And, <laughs> and bleach. And bleach. <laughs> Um, okay, I think I think you're off the hook. That's that's all the conflict questions I have to ask you. You did very well. You know, you come into it. You come into a podcast. You after a long day, you're like conflict. Holy Christ! What the <laughs> f am I gonna say? I am exhausted. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, pick, no, no, no. It if, was. If you ever come back, I'll pick something <laughs> much fluffier. I swear to God. Can we talk about? You see, you see how animated I got when we talked about hair color. <laughs> that's my subject, and that's my level. Okay. <laughs> But right. uh, yeah, thank you for asking me. It was great. I did. Um, I do a segment where I ask Instagram a very important question. Mm-hmm. Um, my very important question this week is something that you might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked people growing up, did you have a Sunday roast or a roast dinner every Sunday? And all day it's been like nearly 50% yes, 50% no. Wow. It's now 51% yes and 49% no. Wow, some people, see that's what I'm saying by compassion. You don't understand what people have been through. Have you not had a, had a Did beef? you have one every Sunday? I think, yeah, I probably did, which is very lucky. I mean, listen, times were tough. I'm saying like they were lean. There was multiple jobs being had and stuff, you know what I mean? But she always pulled it out of the bag. We always, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty frequently. And that stayed with me. I mean, the odd time she might try a bit of, Liver, what are you doing? It was almost, it was a battle, <laughs> awful. Okay. But yeah, we had a roast. What, what were, you, were you a roast house? My sisters loved it and I didn't like You're it. So I feel it. like nearly it was like every three weeks we would take a break from roast. I actually do like a roast dinner. I've grown to like them a lot more. Uh-huh. But I think that's because I'm having them a lot, lot less regularly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I do podcast about roasts and carvery dinners. And mm. um, some days you're like, oh, another here we go again. <laughs> Queuing up for the band Marie with the brown tray. <laughs> but, you know, it's a living. It's not even a living. It's costing us money. But at the same time, we're doing it. But, um, do it's you like important it? work. It is. Thank investigative you. journalism. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do you like a carve? Carvery? No. Okay. I, I, is it yeah. too, too bleak for you? It's not bleak, <laughs> actually, because they've got very bougie. Oh, these very days. bougie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just associate with like my granny dragging me up to like the pub. And then <laughs> then I discovered that like you could actually just order a main. You didn't have to have carvery. And then I was very happy to go. Like I'd have a lasagna oh, yeah. or like chicken Kiev or something. Yeah. Um, but... Traditional Sunday lasagna and chips. Delish. Mm-hmm. What? I'm not what really a Jesus potato person. Hmm? You're not a potato person. Oh, wow. no. I know. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> I think we're going to have our first fight later. <laughs> Because I don't understand. We never predicted it. <laughs> wow. Um, what's your favourite way of having potatoes then? Um, any which way. I like them crisped. I like them 
fried. I like them um, roasted. I think a roast probably would be the classic. A roast. Potato. Yeah. Mm. Um, and in my experience, if you have to chop them, don't have the roast potato too big. You want more sides and at the more side, the more crisp. You want to heat True. the fat before you put them in. Season the oil. Get the fat nice and hot. Throw in the potatoes then and just let them do their thing. Oh. Gorge. Okay. Yeah. Not I'm not messing around. I make a, I roast a duck at Christmas now for when we have Christmas at my dad's house and um, I stuff it full of mashed potato. And it like, what are you looking at? <laughs> Why are you so horrified? A mashed potato? So I've never heard that's mad. It, it was, apparently it's like an old trick because the mashed potato soaks up um, the duck fat. Holy Christ. It goes in depth. That is correct. It. Oh and my then, God, is it delicious? Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of potato I like. Oh my God. Mm. How random to cook a duck. I would never think of cooking a duck. Yeah, well, I only do it at Christmas. It's very difficult. But, uh, yeah, when did I ducks just... come into your life? I would never have a duck growing up. Um, uh, when we you first did you go up around roasted duck? <laughs> no. When, no, no. Uh, I think the first time was when, yeah, I would have had duck pancakes out of Chinese. Okay, yes. And then yes, I just yeah, That's every, uh, that's a lot of people's entry. Irish that's people's entry. Frozen yeah. sauce and duck. Yeah. Tiny little pancakes. Yeah, yeah good. the one I do at Christmas is... Um, marinated in hoisin sauce yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah interesting anyway thank you so much for out. coming on <laughs> yeah. wow she really we, we dodged the um, the potato talk yeah, or the we potato did. we didn't have a fight so. that's good yeah. um, but yes thank you so much for coming on thank you yeah. bye <laughs> bye